week. See ya. Bye bye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The top stories. Catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jung calls for an urgent subsidy to stop restaurants going bust under the new COVID restrictions. The MTR tightens its vaccination policy and the new James Webb Space Telescope has fully deployed in space. Catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jung is calling on the government to subsidise businesses hit by anti-epidemic measures. He told a radio programme that he expects the catering sector to lose $5 billion of business due to the tighter social distancing restrictions. From last Friday, authorities banned dining in at restaurants after 6pm and fewer people can sit together at a table. Mr Jung said many would fold if the administration didn't offer assistance. I would assume without government subsidy, quite a large number of restaurants will be closing. Not only that, if it lasted more than the current 14 days, the number will be even higher because a lot of our food supplies, suppliers will not be supplying. Landlords will be coming for rent. And if employees won't pay their salary, they expect bonuses this year or 13 month pay if it was in the contract. When they don't see that, I don't see how restaurants can survive without government subsidy. The MTR has told its staff they won't be allowed to enter the company's premises if they haven't had at least one COVID jab by February the 23rd. Wendy Wong reports. The MTR Corporation says the vaccine requirement will apply to all staff members except those who are medically exempted. And it won't accept regular testing as an alternative. The rail operator says the move is aimed at protecting staff and passengers in view of the coronavirus situation in Hong Kong. It also says that staff eligible for a booster should get one as soon as possible. Chief Executive Carrie Lam earlier announced that vaccine mandates will be tightened on February the 24th. On top of entertainment venues, the requirement for customers to have received jabs will be extended to include restaurants, schools, hotels, libraries, museums and other places. The CE also said that the government would urge statutory bodies to require the staff to get vaccinated. The mainland has seen a slight increase in COVID cases, reporting 165 confirmed cases for yesterday, up from 159 on Friday. But the latest figures also show the highly infectious Omicron variant is in the northern coastal city of Tianjin. Robert Kemp reports. The National Health Commission said 92 of the new infections were locally transmitted, compared to 95 a day earlier. Most were in Henan and Shanxi provinces. But a local authority said at least two cases in Tianjin were caused by Omicron. The mainland also reported 46 new asymptomatic cases, which it classifies separately, compared to 52 a day earlier. There were no new fatalities, leaving the death toll at just over 4,600. The mainland had around 103,600 confirmed cases as of Saturday. More than 150,000 people have died in Britain within 28 days of a positive COVID test since the start of the pandemic. Only six other countries in the world, including the US, have a higher death toll. Lawrence Gostin works at the World Health Organization. Before the pandemic, we ranked the UK and the US among the highest in the world in their preparation, but it didn't turn out that way. Um, And I think it's because of a combination of loss of public trust and science and public health and just the failure to take the political steps that needed to be taken early on. 
The new James Webb Space Telescope has fully deployed in space. Many of its components had to be folded to fit inside the launch rocket. Once unfurled, the golden primary mirror will allow the telescope to be properly focused. Its size will enable scientists to see the faintest objects from the furthest reaches of the cosmos. The project manager, Bill Ox, said a massive amount of preparation had gone into making the deployment phase a success. It is not as easy as it looks. Um, we went through what I feel now is the exact right amount of testing, the exact right amount of engineering audits, the exact right amount of tweaks to the design. The fact that it looked easy just emphasizes that we did all the right things leading up to this moment. A 5.9 magnitude earthquake has hit the New Britain region of Papua New Guinea. The United States Geological Survey said the quake struck at a depth of 19 kilometers off the country's east coast. There were no immediate reports of damage or tsunami warnings. To the weather forecast, sunny intervals in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook sunny intervals with cool mornings in the next few days. The temperature is 19 degrees and the humidity at 76%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. More residents of Kazakhstan's main city, Almaty, are beginning to venture out into the streets after a flaring of violent unrest earlier this week. But a BBC correspondent there says Almaty is still far from normal and gunshots can be heard. The arrest of the former head of domestic intelligence on suspicion of high treason has fueled speculation that, some at, that at least some of the violence may be linked to a power struggle. Photographs have emerged of the tennis star Novak Djokovic in public in Serbia at around the time his lawyers say he tested positive for COVID-19. It's unclear whether he knew he had COVID at the time. Australia has banned him from entering the country to defend his Australian Open title because he's unvaccinated. His lawyers say having recovered from a COVID infection, he's allowed an exemption. Mary Crock, a professor of public law at the University of Sydney, said Djokovic had a strong case. I have now been able to read the submissions put in on behalf of Novak and I think it's going to be a very, very interesting case. He's got good lawyers and they seem to have made very interesting legal arguments that could well play out in his favour. Football now and here's the BBC's Paul Serres. It was a day of mixed fortunes for English Premier League sides in the third round of the FA Cup. This is the weekend when the Premier League sides join the competition. Cambridge United from the third tier of English football caused a huge upset by beating Newcastle United 1-0 at St James's Park. Joe Ironside scored the winner 11 minutes into the second half. I don't think it could have gone how we dreamt it, to be honest. Um, we've come 1-0 away, <laughs> away from home at St James's, clean sheet. I've scored Wimmer, I think that is exactly how I dreamt it last night. And like, credit to every single one of the boys, we've all dug in and... We've come away today with one of the most memorable days in football what I might, I, I might ever have. And it's just a, a wonderful experience and uh, credit to all them up there. Just, I can't really like, remember the game, to be honest. It's just, it's just happened, do you know what I mean, kind of thing. Uh, but it's just one what we'll remember forever. So a disappointing afternoon for the Newcastle United manager, Eddie Howe, who says there were still some positives to take from the game. I thought we played okay, we created a number of opportunities, I thought the attitude was, was good, the feeling was good, the body language is good from the team, but I think the longer that we went without a goal, probably that affected us, um, I felt we should have done a lot better around the box, there's no, no denying that, I'm very harsh with our attacking output today, I thought it was low, the quality was low, our finishing wasn't very good, 
Um, so lots to improve, but the overall performance, getting the ball to that point, I thought was, was OK. And Newcastle United were not the only Premier League side to be knocked out in the third round. The championship team Huddersfield beat Burnley 2-1 to reach the fourth round of the FA Cup. It was Matty Pearson with the decisive goal three minutes from time. It's every fan and every, every boy's dream, obviously, to play in this, this competition. I don't like it when we play weakened teams or anything like that. So we went strong team today and, and we come away with a win and now it's try and get a little cup run going. Crystal Palace narrowly avoided a similar fate, playing away at championship side Millwall. They had to come from behind to secure a 2-1 win. Here's their manager, Patrick Vieira. I think you just have to listen to the fans. It means a lot. It was a FA Cup, it was a derby, so it was important for us to, to win that game. It was tough, it was challenging, but this is what the FA Cup is all about. Um, we had a really good answer in the second half and we are pleased to go to the next round. The FA Cup holders Leicester City made an impressive start to the defence of their trophy as they swept aside fellow Premier League club Watford 4-1, despite making nine changes from their last match in the league. And their manager Brendan Rodgers says he was delighted with the way the side performed under the circumstances. Yeah, I was absolutely thrilled with the performance. Like you say, we had eight senior players, about three players fit, they all played. And then we had, uh, we had ten academy products in our in our squad today so and to see them come in and perform against another Premier League club uh, with that understanding of the game and what they gave the game was uh, yeah I was absolutely thrilled for them. Premier League side Everton needed extra time to beat Hull 3-2 away from home and Brighton too needed an additional 30 minutes as they beat West Bromwich Albion 2-1. To end the news, the top stories once again. Catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jern calls for an urgent subsidy to stop restaurants going bust under the new COVID restrictions. The MTR tightens its vaccination policy and the new James Webb Space Telescope has fully deployed in space. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
She said, Romeo. 